Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. Electric Acid. Hello and welcome to Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. I'm Ilan Azulay, your host, a spiritual mentor and a sound therapist. This is an empowerment program with guests from all over the world who will share their light and their gifts of art, knowledge and wisdom to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. Ah, 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 ah,
Abracadabra, create what you speak. I'm Ilan Azulai, spiritual life coach and a sound therapist. This is an empowerment program for you who are ready to reclaim and remember your gifts and your power. And I have your guests from all over the world, scientists, artists, people that are in their gifts and uh, here to inspire others to be in their gifts and especially when it has to do with helping others. And today I am so delighted to have a an Israeli friend and uh, uh, a wonderful human being, uh, Moran Sol Broza. Hi, Moran. Hi, Ilan. Thank yeah. you for having of me. Of course, you, it's everyone. a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, Moran, as I call her, she's a philanthropist for global earth health. And uh, she deals with climate change. She's every, everywhere that has to do with supporting and, and empowering our... our um, our well-being, collectively or personally, she's there. Uh, climate change, the Amazon, the UN, UN meetings and UN environments, and now she's in a big project. If she wants to talk about it, she can talk about it. But uh, I'm not going to say something that she's not, uh, uh, you know. Uh, it's really to support, and she's there. And underneath that, she's a chef. She is a chef, and, and, the, and the place called, uh, she's the founder of Soul Foods Philosophy, Soul right. Food TV, right? right. TLV. TLV, uh, Tel Aviv, not TV. 
That's right. Soul Food Tel Aviv. Yes. But TV is a good idea too. TV is a good idea. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, here we go. You see? Thank you. See what happens when we get together. See what happens? Magic. All right, we're Magic. done. Thank you. <laughs> so you were raised in Jersey. I was. Uh, and she's been calling Tel Aviv home for the past 15 years. Um, her experience. Uh, uh, you know what? You tell me about this food because I'm not a chef. And there are terms here that I'm going to like. Cordon bleu trend. Chef. <laughs> kitchen manager and and i love food you know and so when you talk about french food and, and french names and just everything it's like i just speak the accent not the language exactly <laughs> so moran thank you very much is it more do i call you moran or sol uh whatever you want moran okay so moran sol was the first name they chose for me oh okay and, uh, it, it's most people think it's sun but it's actually sol and soul, you know, our soul of our, our soul is soul. You know? It's spelled S O L though. That's right. It's not S O L. No, the, my name is the soul key. The one that looks yes, like yes, yes. The 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 um, concerto key. The yes. you know, anyway, yeah. The, so tell me, Moan. Tell me about uh, and but Moan comes from a, a a family of and I posted his videos. I grew up on his his uh, his music, David Boza. Uh, I love this name, Boza. It's such like a, <laughs> a, a, a Spanish name, right? Mm. Yeah. Brotha. 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 Brotha, yeah. You know why they, they have the lift? Why? Because at that time the emperor had the lift. And everybody was afraid <laughs> so not I to hear. do the lift. So, that was the lift. <laughs> so I hear. So, and, and so she's the daughter of David Brotha. Brotha. David Brotha, uh, a wonderful musician. I consider him like the. Uh, 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 Vicente Amigo of Israel, you know, if you know Spanish flamenco music, uh, combining Spanish music, poetic uh, poetry, comp uh, composing poetry, like of uh, uh, Steve Van Zandt and, and other other great uh, poets, and uh, his music is is just phenomenal. So growing up in a musical family, and um, it's just a delight to have you here. And she drove all the way to Redondo, and she's here in LA because. She's doing a lot of philanthropic work. So, okay, now I spoke. <laughs> now please, tell us about you. Tell us about what you're doing and, and how you got to be involved in such a, uh, a such passion, such a world, <laughs> world uh, uh, events. Thanks, yeah. Um, I'll start by saying it's my parents. Um, and... What most people see is David Rosa, and it sounds like one person, but uh, what a lot of people don't know is um, that it was, I, I like to say that it was like a family business. Uh, my parents worked together. My mother actually is the one who kind of saw my father um, sitting playing guitar in a bar in Tel Aviv. That was many, many years ago. Many, many years what's, ago. What's her name? My mom? Yeah. Ruthie. Ruthie, that's right. Ruth, Ruthie. Ruth Brose, yeah. Yeah. And um, she, uh, anything you give my mom, she will make it phenomenal, um, especially if she believes in it. And she saw him and recognized his talent. And what I, the way I like to say is she created the brand, David Rosa, and uh -huh. then uh, built up the brand and managed my father's career for 30 years and made it her own career and then 
they took us everywhere, like a little troubadour family. So uh, we were with them day and night, even on school nights. So um, yeah, so first of all, I give a lot of credit to my parents because they didn't keep the truth away from us. They spoke to us eye level, always. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether it was like, you know, to the naked eye, it could look like uh, red carpets and flashy places. Uh, but they also took us to places like favelas and um, places where people, you know, had less than us. And um, my, my family, I think even my great-grandparents, great-grandparents were always dealing with uh, philanthropy and making the world a better place. So it's really my bloodline and the inspiration of the role models I had around me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and even we met at a benefit concert. That's yeah. right, that's right. We met at the benefit concert that your dad just came to do for... Correct. ...for after the atrocities in Gaza, in Israel, um, from Gaza. Israel and, and Palestine, but yes, in this yeah. case it was to support the hostage families. Yes, for the hostage families. As we speak, there are people being held captive. They would take us everywhere, so I had like a macro view of the world. Um, that's why I also, even if you speak about what's happening in the Middle East, I see all sides and yeah, you all see different. Yeah, you see because you're also involved with different, with different uh, sources, different people, different sources. But the fact of the matter is that people are still held hostage, and it's and it's a painful thing, whether it's direct family or it's or it's uh, yeah. population. I mean, you know, I and mean, Israel is a small, it's smaller than Jersey. Yeah. Uh, so everything, if something happens in the east, we hear about it in the west. Something happens in the north, we hear about it in the south. It's not just an isolated incident like here in the states. Something happens, you don't hear about it in New York. You know? right. So yeah, it's 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 difficult. But uh, I remember your 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 father. I mean, he's he's been involved many years with musicians that are. You had an album, East Jerusalem, West Jerusalem, right? East Jerusalem, West Jerusalem, yes. East Jerusalem, right? Yeah, no, I remember. I recorded that show. I recorded that that show and it was in Boston. Wow. So we did a video of that and that's that's on my YouTube channel. Uh, You'll see me there as a chef. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. There. If you look closely in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, right, cause I didn't know you then. <laughs> so they recorded an album um, within eight days in East Jerusalem with Israelis, Palestinians, and musicians from all over the world who came together to show how we can use music and we were also using food to bridge and create harmony. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's actually, let's say, the formula that I use in my daily life to maintain and preserve my own well-being. Yeah, it's yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. philosophy that I've built yeah. around harmony, um, yeah. which I learned from being around music all my life. You know, spiritually speaking, and I like to, I all the time look at everything spiritual. Everything that happens in our physical realm, in right. this realm, has a spiritual reason and cause. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and really the, um, the bottom line of everything is harmony. People okay. talk about balance, mm-hmm. but it's not really balance. Mm-hmm. It's about harmony because sometimes it's 60-40, sometimes it's uh, 70-30, sometimes it's 50-50. Totally. But it's not always a balance. It's, right. it's, it's harmony. So also from a spiritual standpoint, it's about bringing you back into harmony, bringing, right. bringing one back. This is why this program is, is part of, of my work or the sound work, the Tibetan bowls work, is bringing you back into harmony. Did you, do you find, as somebody like yourself, that you deal with a lot of, a lot of people from different places that of, this, of, of this, this subject or another subject, but specifically the subject that you like, oh, I wish I could change their mind. I wish I could, maybe if I, did, maybe if I do this this way, maybe they'll see something differently. You know, it's like, because you don't meet people always that agree with you. No. You know, so... So how do you deal with that as Moran, yourself, and as somebody who is a, a, a global earth philanthropist, let's put it this way. Thanks. Um, first of all, I, I really have my guiding principles that help me stay in my harmony, even if I'm, something yeah. might throw me off my balance. Um, I, I have a practice since I was very young, also like many th- things that I was exposed to growing up that I've kind of incorporated into my daily life. Um, I try and bring awareness to my choices, even in my words and my actions um, and how I speak or what energy I bring or I, I'm tapping in, into in order mm-hmm. to generate what I'm putting out, which is um, respect myself, respect others, and respect life in the universe or the life system of which I'm a part, and stay humble, Mm -hmm. um, understanding that I'm but one little molecule, Uh, but that I affect everything like the butterfly effect, and I'm affected by everything like the butterfly effect, Mm -hmm. and so it's cyclical. So when I'm confronted with um, conflict or disagreement or something that might create that dissonance, um, first thing I try to do is to take a breath, mm-hmm. to step out, mm-hmm. to observe from the outside, acknowledge what is the setting of the scene, who, it, who are the characters in it, and then put myself in their f- shoes for a minute and try and project a little bit of compassion and empathy for whatever it is that's brought them to feel that they're thinking and saying and doing what they're thinking and saying and doing. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, it helps me to understand and and only imagine what might cause them to believe what they're believing. And I have no choice but to take what they say and do as their truth, even if they're thinking otherwise, because Mm -hmm. we can't read their minds. And then... From that place, I, I respect that this is their choice. And then I always leave an opening for maybe I'm wrong or I can be changed or shown otherwise. And that could inform mm-hmm. my decisions and choices mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well as my positions and opinions on things and stances. So that's the process that happens. And then when I... Um, want to respond to something, I 
Again, go back to how is my response? What are yeah. the choices I'm going to make in everything I'm doing and saying in my response that are going to affect you myself, to affect, others, yeah. and life? Sorry, it's like that's no, not no, no, it's it's a cycle. The entire it's, cycle. No, no, I guess and, that. And, but I try and and not reflect, not like project judgment. Yeah. As in that process, and then um, try and see if there's a way that I might meet them at a place where they're open to doing the same. Are you open to something that might be different to how you're seeing it right now? Are you open to receiving my perspective on this? Um, and so I don't try and change people. Because, you know, like what we talked about, the problem that is, the conflict that eventually led to what, we're, what we experienced on, on October 7th, you're obviously not meeting only with Jews, right? Not at all. Yeah, I mean, so when you meet with somebody that is non-Jewish, not necessarily Arab, could be a German, could be a whatever, you know. but they're really, uh, um, they, don't see is, they don't see Israel as a victim, or they don't see Israel as being hurt, or they're not really acknowledging what happened. So I would, be, I would assume that you have some kind of a conflict with you, but is, is your relation to that person hardens or softens or... Because of what you said, because, you know, he may think like, or he or she may think like that, but, uh, but it's not, look, with Israelis, it's different, you can do, you, you, there's a different language, it's a different language of relating to Israelis, but if you're dealing with somebody, especially if you want to support you, and you are, and you are, and you are supporting the harmony between the peoples, so you have somebody from the other side that is like, how do you, how do you bridge that? You. So, I'm fourth generation peace advocate. I don't know a world without harmony with Palestinians. I, I don't see color, I don't see religion. Um, and even speaking to you right now, I'm, I'm a soul in a human body who happens to be born into this time and place. Yeah, yeah. I hope that that's um, how I can be seen as well. Um, and I don't identify with any one specific I description. I see, I see. Uh, so, but when I speak to people who think otherwise, again, I try and understand where they're coming from, I, I source my own information, I investigate my own research and try and get to the bottom of the sources. I, I call it follow the money trail. <laughs> yeah. Like, he said this, where did he get that? Why did he say that? Why did she say it? Where did she get that from? And then try and get to the bottom of it. And, um, and there's nothing we can do. A human evolution, this is a microcosm in my opinion, so I'm not even focusing only on yeah, no, no, solely on the no, Middle East and so when I look at it as a microcosm to me it's um, I have a lot more space to hold other people's opinions and I, I really think it's people sourcing their information and following the money trail like where do you get that from who are the people that put it out there what was their agenda behind it why would they feel that and most of it I think comes from hurt mm -hmm. Um, I think we have, um, in our evolution as a species, we have lost one another and ourselves. 
on the macro and micro, mm -hmm. individual and collective level, and we're just coming back to finding mm -hmm. ourselves, to re recognize, to, to recognize, to like reconvene, become a community again, become a family again, like just realize that we're all brothers and sisters, we're all cousins and, and um, of the same family. Uh, and part of that process includes having lost trust and now we need to build back the trust. And I think my research or like what my life experience took me through that led me to being involved with what I'm involved with um, showed me that we are actually a silent majority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I the like people that who connect to the heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. With or without calling it that, uh, it's hard to see because the extreme things and the negative things are sensational. They're clickbait, um, and the way that systems, the systems that we have right now, are built, you know, propel those kinds of things. But I do feel that we're in transition. We're gonna change the way that we live in. I think it's for the better. It's already changing. It's already in, so in change been, right now. Emotion but I but because it's a microcosm, I think and my hope with messages like what you're trying to put out with our conversation today is that we can uh, piggyback on the ripple effect, that butterfly effect, and hope that we can inspire as many people to inspire other people to inspire other people to be aware of the impact of our choices and take responsibility for them. Because in the end, if, I, if it's going out and it's coming back, even if I'm selfish, it would benefit me to be a better person so that mm -hmm. I can have a better life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You understand? It's oh, kind yeah, of having sure, the human sure. psyche. For sure. It's, it's really empowering. What I'm mm -hmm. about is empowering people to think critically. Absolutely, that is critical. absolutely critical that we yeah. learn and practice more of critical thinking. And empowerment, as you said. Like 10 years ago, I couldn't use the word empowerment. I couldn't say awareness. I couldn't say, um, yeah, mm, mm, what's the word? Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yeah. Today, I mean, then I had to say education, I had to say, Systematic words, system, words that were used by the system. Yeah, and the thing is, <clears throat> when you take the eight and a half billion people we have now coming close to nine, we're going to peak at ten and then drop down again. So, first of all. Um, we already dropped because of the shots and everything. No, no, we're good. We're okay. We're, we're fine. We, we did drop. I mean, you know, those that, that are really at the edge dropped. A lot more people died in previous pandemics than even Corona. But it's okay. I, I yeah. understand and I agree. Okay. I'm, not, I'm just not... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Even, it's a... Speck. Speck in the, yeah, okay. in the sea. Um, and, and, and when you calculate how many people like you there are in the world and how many people and souls you're touching, okay, and add them all up, and how many ripples are going out and have been going out and are unstoppable now. All we need is a 3% for the critical mass. Yes, and we're way beyond 3% at this point. And oftentimes these urgencies 
create a spontaneous eruption of organic um, survival tactics that cannot be even fathomed before they're in that circumstance. Even in these dark times, there are endless miracles happening of every course, day. Of course, and of course. And if we knew about them all, we yeah. might be more optimistic. Th th that's true, because you know, it's what we focus on. You know, and, and really when, let's put for the sake of argument, good and evil rise at the same level. So if, if, if you choose to focus on that, it's the same way, it's the same rising on positivity. There is the same, the same rising, it's where we put, where we put our focus But it's on. also a choice and it's also a survival mechanism. So let's, so I was talking about thinking critically, and here's the thing, here's the thing, we talked about it a little bit earlier. There is, George Carlin, he used to say, he said in one of his things, you know, uh, we have owners, you know, <laughs> we have owners and we're not part of that club. Mm -hmm. And the politicians were put here to give us the sense that we have freedom of choice, but we don't, it doesn't really matter because we have club owners. And those are the owners of the governments and the governments are really here, it doesn't matter if it's left or right, because there is a, an agenda, an agenda, it's like, it's like the movie uh, wag the dog. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Wag the dog is really the concept of the dog is not wagging the tail. The tail wags the dog. Nice. And it's with Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro. And it really, show, yes. really talks about the, uh, the illusion that, uh, you know, illusionists, I don't call them magicians because, you know, the illusionists do is uh, making you focus here, but actually are doing something with their toe, mm -hmm. you know. And this is really what has been happening. Uh, uh, I, we start talking about the 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 uh, um, the patent that Microsoft and such companies received in 2016 to have the exclusive rights to mine the the human energy body, the human energy that the body emits. You know, those kind of thing, and what to what extent they go to. So. So critically thinking is to ask the question, well, why does this happen? How, how come suddenly the, the, quote unquote, the, the corona came out and suddenly they have a vaccine that usually takes 12 years to, to produce, but now they're within eight months, you know, and they gave everybody who's... Why is this happening? Why is this happening that during the, the closure, the 5G towers were erected? Only during that time. The 5G towers that, that alter our frequency. YouTube just took down, I told you, YouTube took down my podcast with Sherry Edwards, who is a, a, a world-renowned sound specialist. She has a special gift to heal people through her voice. Yeah. She takes a sort of... Uh, and all the, um, you know, the Amazon products that recognize uh, your frequencies, your voice, they, they took her because she gave it for free. She just wanted people to heal, and they've been shutting her down. So they took down the podcast, you know, it's like... There is an effort by people like ourselves to put things out that people will think critically, but on the other hand, there is a, a shutdown at the same time. It's like, and sometimes it's like, it's like trying to run, but the rope is holding me back. It's like, it doesn't matter. it's like running on a wheel. You know, you're trying to run, you're doing, yeah, I'm doing good, but, but the system keeps you here. So it's like, I mean, we can go over and over on that, and it's like, it's, it's the thinking critically, of allowing people to think critically 
to ask the questions because the questions are not being asked. There's only one question in my mind ah, that okay. always leads you to well, the source. It's why. Why? And it's like a two-year-old child until the day we die, I think. We may ask why until we have the answers that we don't have to ask why on the same question anymore, but we'll still be asking why, maybe more rarely as we go through life. Like, why do I have to pay to park my car here? I already know the answer, so I know I'm going to pay. So the why doesn't matter, really? Not that it doesn't matter. You can ask why it matters and then keep answering until you find the answer that no longer needs a question. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, why am I sitting like this? Why am I saying this? Why am I wearing this? Why am I thinking this? Mm -hmm. There's an, it, and it's, it's not even endless. It usually leads to somewhere. Um, but to me, love always wins. And what I feel is where I take my power back when I feel like I'm not in control um, is where I know that I can only do as much as I can do. Big changes take time that's way beyond my cycle here mm -hmm. and who knows how long I'll be here for, humbly. Uh, and that I truly believe that the purest form of the soul is good. Mm -hmm. And that we do outnumber the bad. And actually, I do not have control. And I know nothing. And when I come from that, you know, kind of empty, it's like a black hole of, of a question and answer. If, if, like, do I have control? Am I actually making a choice? Or was I going to end up doing this anyway? Is this what was in the cards and destiny and the universe's plan for me? Well, think about like you have a maze with four entrances and four exits. And one of the exits has an apple. And you have to choose which entrance you're taking to get to the apple. You know? Once you make the freedom of choice is in your choice. Yeah, if I had that choice at all. When so, I'm in that yeah. moment of that choice, I don't actually know if this is it doesn't matter which way I say. So you're saying don't. so you're saying that you were born into a four generation peace advocates is not wasn't your choice. Because you're, you're there. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, there are, there's the option that my soul chose mm -hmm. this body, exactly. this family, this cycle at this point in time to do something, to be here yeah. now for this Journey. reason, which my consciousness in my human form may only now be, first of all, of course, I'm discovering it because I'm experiencing it for whatever that's worth, yeah. whether it's real or not. Who knows, but here I am, and this is, again, my choice of... The, the place where I feel like I, I have choice, but even then, I'm telling you, like, under it all, I'm surrendered to forces way beyond me, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I've accepted that, and I'm healthier for the acceptance, is that... Um, we're in a cycle of cause and effect. Yeah. Yeah. And my choice to break down and freak out and lose control and whatever happens, get in a depression and all the ripple effect of that option versus 
um, choosing to see I'm alive, I'm healthy, I'm well, I'm, I'm with here. someone, I'm We're speaking here. of it, yes. I'm, look at this beautiful, what do I have, not what do I not have, what can I do Amen. Amen. to Amen. acknowledge, Amen. be grateful Amen. for, humbly so say great. thank you for, right, I, I, I may not even be in my home right now, but I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head, I have food and water, I'm like, that's, the basic Maslow Amen. is number one. Yes. Gratitude. Love, yes, gratitude absolutely. for everything. Absolutely. Having interactions, human interaction, communication, having community, um, purpose, um, something to wake up for in the morning. And that too is a choice. Whether that something is something gigantic or huge, I don't need more than, you know, something little to give me that. It's the process of meaning making. Meaning-making and, and a sense of belonging and having yeah. significance. And I think that that is in the basic DNA of human psychology mm -hmm. as a species. We need that from birth to death. That's right, that's right. So this is actually the, the, this is the question, what's the meaning of life? Okay. To make meaning. Yeah, okay, okay. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I actually have a sentence uh, at my desk that I think is similar. I don't remember it exactly. It's something like the meaning of life is to find the meaning. Yeah. So the, the meaning, but, but the question from like... To create a meaningful life. The meaning of life is to create a meaningful life. Yeah. I, again, that's yeah. a choice. It is. What does meaningful life mean to me? Something, yeah. Well, I mean, look, what is meaningful to you? Something you are bonded to, something you're connected with, something, you know, you're connected to uh, uh, harmony, to fourth generation. I mean, it comes, I mean, you chose to be in that because you obviously have what to give, and this is why you're here. I think everyone yeah. has something. No, but in that, in that specific, what you're doing, yeah, everybody has what to give, but you having that, we're talking about specific subject, that's why you... I had examples to look up to, like yeah. I said, like, and luckily my family was both my mother and my father, so it was both the male and the female form, whether it's like, you know, physical gender or not, and whatever gender means to you, and... <laughs> I'm referring to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to my masculine, feminine, um, and the examples I had. My, um, both my parents were very respectful to each other, and they did so much good for others, and, um, and my grandparents and, and, and great-grandparents. So, um, yeah, so I think that we emulate, right? Mm -hmm. We, from birth, we see our parents do something. We want to do that, too. We, you know, we mimic until yes. we... Learn and then we can we get to a point where we realize we can change that we can make a new choice for how we yeah go through life and and yeah so 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 let's talk about about you a little bit but not about what you do but so so you were born in Israel born in Israel you're born in Israel Haifa 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 yeah Haifa Haifa yeah and you're born in Israel residential now how many siblings. Two younger brothers. So you have two more younger brothers, two younger brothers, and, and and you and you are the oldest. I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Me, Ramon, and Adam. Yeah. So listen, if if women would run the world, our world would look completely different. That's obviously. I. It would be I different. I'm not saying it's better or not. It'll just be different. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm pro. together. Okay. But we're talking now in a contrast because we have something that went. Right now we're in a bit more of a fish fish. Energy. Went to a fish fish. So I was like, right? So growing up, uh, did you experience as a girl um, 
did you experience any difficulties? Any um, were you always since since you were young in school, you were always for equality and being together? And, and were you ridiculed for that? Were you were you like like were you you know bullied for that? Or, or um, no? I was bullied from the age of eight to about eighteen, and maybe here and there there. metaphoric moments like that, but I think it's because I didn't have the tools to know how to stand up to it without either losing myself or hurting the other. And I never wanted to hurt others, so I usually would allow the, myself to receive and, and, yeah, and keep it to myself. But I, it's not how I wish it upon myself if I could do it again or teach other children and empower other people. But um, for being this kind of person? No, it was very encouraged. Where I grew up, I, so I grew up in New Jersey, um, and community service was extremely encouraged and woven into our daily life. And like, uh, whether it was school or whatnot, it was even built into the school structure. Mm. Um, and then in after school was where my family came in and we'd do the same. And from the age of, I think I was 16 when I put together uh, my first um, AIDS walk and it was to raise money for AIDS research and my entire city was like blocked off. We mm, got the mm, police blocked mm. off, to, you know, we had um, yeah. blood and cancer research. But mm. see, my mom, my, my friend was, um, had cancer when we were, I don't know what grade we were in. Like, maybe seventh and my mom said why don't we do a benefit concert and the mm. whole community came into it you know my dad performed but oh. everyone participated and excuse me so uh so again i had that example but um when i was in again it might have been seventh grade i don't remember my mom likes to tell the story and it's i'm usually not the one saying this but um they were giving out awards to students for different things. And I I was performing from the age of four. Mm -hmm. My first career is actually a child actor. And mm -hmm. I did uh, actor-singer. And um, so I, uh, they were choosing all these students that excelled in academics. And for me, they said they created a, a new award called Miss Congeniality, which I didn't know what it meant at the time, but they said that they recognized that I was doing a lot of things good for other people, including accepting kids that were bullied or, you know, people didn't know how to deal with them or were uncomfortable if, like, they had a disability or something like that. And I would go and apparently just, like, see them at level and talk to them normally. And I didn't see a different but, difference, but also because my family would say, Mm. They like exposed me to this, and they like there's there's a soul inside that person, whatever, and and everybody has their disability. Yeah. Some are visible and some are not. Yeah. So no, I wasn't. Yeah. I can't say I was bullied for doing good things for the world. Well, that, that's encouraging to hear. Good. That's good and encouraging to hear. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Good. I experienced different things, but but yeah. that's good. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's not bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, uh, so, and, and, and you have a supportive family of Correct. whatever you felt your right. calling is. Like, how did you get into food? Okay. Um, you know, Israel is a very, very 
food culture. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a comfort food, you know. It's like there is, and, and food is also uh, a, a, an adhesive between people. Brings yeah. people together. Yeah. How did I get into food? Um, I was in the kitchen with my parents from the age of a year and a half. I used to like just sit on the counter and, you know, throw, probably make a mess while my mom baked and when my dad cooked. Um, and then really was like, just loved food all the time, all my, my whole childhood. And then um, I was traveling with my boyfriend, partner at the time, for seven years we traveled around the world and I found myself dealing with food everywhere I was going, but also when I thought of what, what, what work am I going to do, I realized food is a language I can speak without needing to speak the local verbal language. Oh, right. And then, right. so I would, we would travel and I would like see, oh, what is, like, what's growing here? And I'd pick the herbs and we'd go fishing, like, you know, fish our own food or whatever it was. and. And then I'd go and, you know, get in the kitchen with the people and without understanding just sign language and like touching things. Because I'd grown up eating. Plus, I would say, you say Israel has this culture um, of food. I I think there was a time, and it's also social psychology um, or sociology perhaps, anthropology a little bit, of like the trends when I was growing up and apparently still now, there are a lot of um, eating disabilities, eating disorders, disorders excuse me. Yeah. Um, and it's like not cool to eat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not in my family, and at yeah. my lunch table, I was the girl who ate. So anyway, uh, but I got to uh, traveling, and then I thought, um, well, I can't go to college and get a normal degree like everyone right now because I'm in movement, but... I do want to work and I do want to have a career in life. And so I went to chefing school. I studied in South Africa and then I got a job in Europe and um, worked my way uh, mm. up from, I like to say, dingy pubs to Michelin star restaurants. And there's almost no job I haven't done now. So I'm almost 20 years professional. What in do you prefer? Industry. What is your. Mo- Preferable foods. Is there a specific food culture that you to eat or to, to cook? Ah, that's ah. interesting. Ah, so they're different. Wow. Yes. And why would they be different? Why would why? Let's say if you love. What, what do you love? Which I one do you love, love to eat? My favorite thing to. Eat. Let me start with what I love to cook. Cook. Okay. I love the process, the precision, the engineering, the technicality, the chemistry, the molecular oh, wow. gastronomy of. French patisserie. Yeah, French. I was going to say it's, French. It's, yeah. it's an art. It's so, a yeah. chemical. I love seeing the ingredients um, combined. In my mind, I'm looking at the, the chemical compounds of how they, you know, homogenize or don't, and, and really on that level. Okay. But I don't like to eat sweets because I, I don't have a sweet tooth. I prefer sweet, sour, and spicy. Um, and then, so I love to cook. I love to cook Asian. Um, Do you like also to eat Asian? I, mean, I love to eat yeah. Asian. It's probably my favorite cuisine mm-hmm. category. Um, I love fresh. For me, again, back to my philosophy, the soul food philosophy, the S-O-L is self, others, and life. Ah, nice, nice. And, and every nice. bite I take, nice. I say it's not only, if, if, what, 
if you are what you eat, mm -hmm. so every bite I take gets broken down and absorbed mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. taken and becomes my blood and my muscles and mm -hmm. my ability to live is my temple. Mm -hmm. yes, then I take the metaphor of you are what you eat with everything else as well. What about what I'm reading? What, what am I what feeding my mind? What, what frequencies are we inhabiting? What am I feeding my yeah. mind? What and then saying? does my mind become... Do my thoughts become what I feed my mind, what I feed my thoughts? No wonder it's called a news feed. What are you feeding? What's feeding your news feed that you are then taking? So, again, back to the follow the money trail. Where does my food come from? Where does this bite that I'm taking, that is the energy source, that is, the, that is building my bones and, and my muscles and my blood, um, if I want to be happy, and if I want to lead a good life, and I, I, I take it to like wellness, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. where you started from, is what does it mean to be well? Mm -hmm. And it's not just my body. I say it's my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, my psyche, and my sexuality, which I think is a whole realm that has also led us to a lot of violence these days, mm -hmm. um, but not the way that it's modernly spoken about. It's where it's critically, spiritually, and biologically um, part of our lives, and it comes back to that, the choices we make, and, um, and what we don't the energy. That's, what, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, no, uh, it's, it's, that's how I be, got to becoming a chef, but when I did get to the top, yeah. of my career choice, or that career. So, actor, singer, second is chef, third is sustainability, high-tech, entrepreneurship. Yes. yes, so I started my first business when I was 11, actually, in <laughs> elementary school. So my mind was already, already geared for geared that. that. <laughs> um, but when I got to Michelin Stars and I realized I'm feeding the 1% elite, of the world who can afford what I'm doing right now. Mm. But they'd send back the dishes that I'd blood, sweat, and tears over for like the most minute details, and I'd have to throw away the food. Mm. While I had been traveling around the world and seeing hungry children at the same time, I felt I couldn't live with myself and that I wanted to rethink how I'd like to spend my time on earth here while I'm here and what I did was I thought, okay, the day I die, what will I want to be inscribed on my tombstone and reverse engineer? And then I had to figure out how to, I'll use my hands for this. Yes. How to, like, like how to align my um, doing and my being with my own survival. I have to make, I have to have food on my table. How do I generate that for myself to survive here in a way that's significant and doesn't do harm? And it actually does good. Yes. And people don't throw the food good. and people appreciate it. And, and people the, don't yeah, so there's less from waste. A, from an entire place. And that's how I got to sustainability. That's wonderful. So what are you working on? What are you, is there something you can talk about? What, I mean, I know that now you are focusing a lot of what's going on in, in, in Israel, but 
but how does that, what project are you working on now? Is it something you can talk about? Yes, of course. I actually don't, my main focus is to keep my eye on the ball, eye on, the ball on um, human, humanity coming back to our heart mm -hmm. and not only surviving but thriving in a way that's holistic and, and, and well for the universe and, and all beings. That's so um, great. And, and, so what's that? That's so great. I'm so happy to hear when you're speaking about that. Yeah. Because it's really, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I meet people, but they don't speak the same lingo, the same language. Of, That's why it's uh, harmony. Yeah. It's harmony That's because right. everything is interconnected. Yes. We are all one. And let's say the, the most important resource I think we have on Earth is water. Mm -hmm. And without water, there's no life. And water is most of life. And... Um, and so my goal right now, or like to the end of my life, um, will be, or I'm, I feel committed to doing the best I can, whatever I can in my lifetime here, uh, with my resources to, um, spread awareness, inspiration, and empowerment to as many people as possible, preferably that critical mass as soon as possible, um, so that we can accelerate the transition into a more sustainable future. Um, when I analyze the history of human evolution and as communities, because we're communal creatures, we cannot survive mm -hmm. alone. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You, you look anthropologically at, you know, how we've gone from small to big, from near to far, and, and I call it the Goldilocks. Mm -hmm. um, not too hot, not too cold, not mm -hmm. too near, not too far. Maybe we've gone too far from nature that we need to go a little bit back. Maybe we've gotten too far from each other. Now we are seeking community, what COVID did to us also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like without speaking about it, made people realize we took it for granted. Yes, exactly. Actually, they brought us closer together. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We've gone a little too far. Yeah. Now we're like, oh wait, maybe I do want this. Maybe I don't need someone to tell me that I need it, but I'm actually under everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need it. Like, so the mental health question has blown up, but now it's actually forcing us to come back to health, and so a lot more people are prioritizing that more. Um, which is unfortunate that that's the best way for humans to learn is through experience. Um, so I, I'm working on an initiative now to amplify work of people like um, yourself or, or um, initiatives, even businesses that have um, tools that if people, or tools that could be a mantra as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. um, that can really empower people, inspire people, and encourage people to incorporate that's these true. things into their lives. That's, so I'm working so on wonderful. building a platform to um, amplify what the work of other people. It's a lot of what my family did. We put a spotlight on that's things great. that have positive that's impact. Good. That's good. Now we're putting this spotlight. This is what you do. I mean, this is how it grows. So, so where can people find... So the initiative I'm uh, leading right now is called B. B. E. E. Period. B. E. Period. Okay. Uh, we are just about to start fundraising to build the first 
prototype. We've had proofs of concepts in small scale, and we've scaled up three times, and now we want to do the next level. Um, and so it's that's where we are now. You can find it at www.be1.life. Sign up at the bottom okay. if you want to be part of it and be the first, you know, we can reach out to you when we're ready. It's listed here as we speak, you know, so be1.life. And uh, it is using high tech and software to connect people, to connect initiatives, to create a community of people who's, who have a positive impact on these values and principles that we share, mm. uh, which I think it's important to define what those so are. So would you connect, for example, people that are, uh, that are able to provide and to gift agriculturally and, yes. and, and food yes. and you know, bring to people to places where are in need? Where, where yes, need uh, what's really important to define here, and it's important for me that we talk about yeah. the definition in general, is the integrity. Because, you know, anyone can say anything and you can believe it or not believe it, you can take it for it, or you can investigate it, but um, who stands behind these things is really, really, really important. And you can't buy integrity, I believe. Of course not. Only time can reveal integrity because you need a series of actions that are consistent and then it reveals the truth of your values and principles. Um, and, you know, sometimes, and many times, we're fooled. Mm -hmm. Apropos, mm -hmm. what, when I'm faced with people I have a disagreement with, earlier yes. question, yes. that's part of the problem. So, again, sourcing it, not taking things at face value just because someone said so. Um, same thing here. If I'm buying a tomato for my salad, where, who, who grew that tomato? How did they grow it? What did they put in the water? What was in the soil? The thing is that you really don't know many times. You go into the grocery store, they tell you it's organic, and then six months later you see that they're being sued because it wasn't organic. So it's like, and you don't know where it's Which really coming from. Which is why we need to start connecting and finding the people that we can support that are doing the real work. Plus, we have to give ourselves a transitional period. We're going to, because no one's perfect, not even me, I'm, I'm still, I have no choice but to use plastic because plastic yeah. is still being created. But can I do something about that transition? Yes, I can. Every single one of us, every voice matters, every choice matters, every dollar matters. Mm -hmm. And I don't point only to the governments. I point to myself when I point, I have three fingers pointing back. Mm -hmm. And instead of only pointing about what they're not doing, I say, what about what we can do? Where's my responsibility? Where's my role? Every dollar I spend, who I give it to, again goes to that integrity. Am I checking? Who am I, who am I buying from? Who am I empowering now? Who am I giving that power to continue to do? Um, and, and feel that I have I mean, for example, For example, you rather buy something locally than buying something from Amazon. Maybe yes, maybe no. It depends. Yeah, it depends on and I literally like need to yeah. scale up on every choice I make. That's why when I go into a supermarket, first of all, you can go to the supermarket and make your own choice. You can also go to the owners and say, who are you buying your products from? And what products are you offering me mm -hmm. to buy? Mm -hmm. That This is part of the like top-down, bottom-up. Yes, yeah, you were mentioning yeah. the UN work yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. It's we have to, That's the macro-micro. It's called whole systems thinking. And I hope and believe that the earlier in life we are taught to think in that way, the faster we will be able to evolve and mature to a place where we, as a species, 
can function better and survive better on Earth. Yes, and as individuals, we are creating our own uh, energy field and, and frequency field that we are inviting. You know, we speak, we create it. We, That's you know, right. We are now in, actually, we're in, we just started Hanukkah, mm-hmm. the festivities of light, and you know, you don't need... Uh, you just need a little small flame to eradicate darkness. Right, and then that flame and that flame. And it's really a, a metaphor for our flame, for, for inside, coming from inside. And when we stand together, you know, it's like, tak, 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 it creates a bigger, a bigger impact, a bigger light, a bigger spectrum of light. And so, so that's really, uh, that's been really fun. Thanks. Is there any, is there, no, it's really, it's really fun, really empowering, really encouraging. To be with people like yourself, that we're, you know, we're, we're creating, we're doing. And Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Don't you like this place? It's like you it's being gorgeous. Just it really is. It's gorgeous. So. Um, I have one yes. thing I could share with Please. you and your audience Please. if you'd like. Um, and it is, um, like, it came together for me over across about 10 years so far. Um, and it's, um, it's a hand signal thing, so should I face there? Yeah. There, there, both, both sides. Go ahead. Okay. Um, we are one, right? Are we one? We are one? You agree? Mm-hmm. One. Open it up. You see the little B? You don't have to do it. You can, you can watch the first thing. Oh, well, okay. Well, you see the lower yeah, case B? Yeah, I see the lower B, lower case B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See the B. Yeah? Yeah. Exactly. Together, we are choosing to be based on three principles of respect to ourselves, others, and life. It's about me. It's about we, uh-huh. and together we're being and de doing. Oh, nice. Together they create an infinity. Yeah, See it? yeah. Together we're building a home yeah. made with love. Oh, nice. And together we rise up to be one. Nice. Oh, that's beautiful. So it's a, a choice to be one. It's that's a, beautiful. The, the impact that we have. Uh, uh, what, who we choose to be and what we choose to do. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, that, the symbol, the, the, the Venn diagram, that's, a, that's my logo of Body, Soul, Sound. Ah, yes. It's a Venn diagram, you know, because this is also how I look at relationships, how we can, uh-huh. uh, you know, each of us is represented by a circle, a wholeness, right? We come together either once somebody's story overtakes ours or we overtake theirs. Or we can come and co-create something. We can create the new thing in the middle. Mm, you know, the, 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 that little space. And you never know what that combination is. You never know. It's like and one plus one does not equal two. <laughs> no, we know already. That. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. <laughs> Four, yeah, two plus two equals five, right? So, whatever, whatever. I don't even know. It might be five. Whatever. It might be two million. I hear you. Oh, this is uh, uh, such a wonderful time. Thank you, Moan. Thank you, Moan, for being here. This is such a great. Thank you for sharing your time and what you're doing to the world, and uh, let this light, this festival of light, and 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 really remembering our power and letting our light lead our way. I would like to say, remember and reconnect to our humanity. That Amen. that is like the missing ingredient these days, and peace, love, and harmony. Amen. Peace, love, and harmony. Thank you. For this is one of the songs. What? Uh, peace, love, and harmony. Your dad's song. One of the songs. Oh, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Oh, understanding. Steve Earle. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yes, that's right, that's right. such a good one. Yeah, yeah. All those guys, yeah. <laughs> that's great. I'm just sending love 
Love to the world. Love, love, love to this every, every yeah, uh, soul in the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for being here. This is Abracadabra. Create what you speak. I'm Ilana Zulai, and uh, thank you, Moran Broza, One Soul Broza. And uh, see you soon. Eat light. Abracadabra, create what you speak. I'm Ilana Zulai, your host, a spiritual mentor and a sound therapist. This is an empowerment program.
with guests from all over the world who will share their light and their gifts of art, knowledge and wisdom to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. fabulous souls i'm stephanie baklaan and i'm eden upper and we're the hosts of the brand new podcast unapologetically fab get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it we're all about changing the narrative leaning into who you are and living a life by your own design join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success this is unapologetically fab an electric cast production see you there Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast.